Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. You know, the nice thing about Bitcoins is that you can find them anywhere, even on toxic waste sites. On this episode of Parts for a Billion, we asked the question, is cryptocurrency the solution for unusable contaminated real estate? Hello again, and welcome back to Parts Per Billion, the policy podcast from Bloomberg Environment. I'm your host, David Schultz. As we've discussed in the past, there are a lot of sites around the country that are, for one reason or another, too polluted to use. Many of these are in the EPA's Superfund program, where companies that did the polluting contribute money, sometimes, to clean up the sites. But these cleanups can be long, difficult, and costly, and a lot of times you can only restore the land so much. You can't always reuse a Superfund site for a home or a business for reasons that involve both safety and marketability. So now we turn to the question of this episode. What can you put on a piece of land when you can't put people on it? Sylvia Kerrigan has the answer, computers. Sylvia is our reporter here who covers the Superfund program and she just did a story on a company that wants to take a contaminated site in upstate New York and use it for a server farm that would mine bitcoins. Yes, bitcoins, that weird form of currency you've been hearing so much about. I'll admit, before I talked to Sylvia, I didn't totally understand what Bitcoins really were, and I definitely didn't understand blockchain, the supposedly revolutionary technology that powers these coins, or should I say, coins, and you can't see this right now, but I'm doing those air quote things. So to clear up my confusion, I asked Sylvia to break it all down for me. So a Bitcoin is a type of digital currency and you can use it to buy things or you can hold on to it as an investment. Um, But Bitcoins are special for a few reasons. Uh, One, they're a type of cryptocurrency, which is um, encrypted or uh, converted into a code which makes them more secure than dollar bills, for example. The other thing uh, that makes Bitcoin special is that people can use them in transactions without getting a bank involved. And the transactions that people generate with Bitcoins are not recorded in a single ledger, but in a network of computers. And that's the blockchain technology, which we've been hearing a lot about. And I think maybe many people, including myself, don't quite understand. So that does add to their security because um, where uh, credit card transactions are typically recorded in a single location that your bank holds on to, and hackers would just have to access your bank or your account to see that, Bitcoin transactions don't have a single ledger. They're distributed across all those computers that are in the system. So it's like digital cash. It's very difficult to steal. But for our purposes today, what we're interested in is how to mine Bitcoins And based on your article, I got the sense that when you say mining, 
you know, that's in quotes. It, we're not talking about like taking a, a pickaxe and, and, you know, going into a mine and actually mining something. How does one mine a Bitcoin? There's no shovels. You don't have to build any tunnels or anything like that. Um, but in the mining process, computers validate the transactions that people have made with Bitcoins. And the computers doing that mining are rewarded with newly created Bitcoins. So they do that in exchange for that validation service. That takes a lot of computing power, um, a lot more than the typical household uses in even a year. So Bitcoin mines are usually just banks of hundreds or more computer servers that can run these validations very quickly and mine more Bitcoins. And it sounds like according to your story, you know, people are looking for places to put these, you know, huge server farms that are just doing nothing but, you know, making computations and, and mining Bitcoin. And someone had the bright idea to say, hey, why don't we put these uh, Bitcoin mining operations on a Superfund site? Yeah, it's a very interesting idea. Um, there's a site in a town called Messina, New York, and it used to belong to General Motors. Uh, it's on Chevrolet Road. That's kind of a dead giveaway. There's not much at the site right now except for some concrete pads sort of left over from the operations there. Um, there's a trust that owns the site that's working on cleaning up some of the environmental contamination. It sounds like Superfund sites might be kind of ideal for, for Bitcoining operations because a lot of them are, you know, in isolated areas. The real estate is, uh, you know, pretty cheap. Uh, it doesn't get much cheaper than a contaminated, toxic Superfund site. Is this something that, that could be, uh, you know, a trend? Like, is, are we going to see more Superfund sites renovated to house farms that are just mining Bitcoin? Server farms, as you say. So it depends on the site. Each Superfund site is sort of its own special little snowflake. Um, but what makes this particular site ideal for Bitcoin mining is a couple things. Um, one is the cooler weather in upstate New York. And two is the hydroelectric dam down the road. So what, why does the weather matter? The weather helps because computers generate a lot of heat while they're running and they need to be cooled down. Um, if you can just open the windows as opposed to running, you know, air conditioning, it's going to be a little bit cheaper to run that Bitcoin mine. Sounds great, right? Let's bring in the robot miners and convert all these sites across the country. Well, not so fast. Sylvia says there are a few mitigating factors that make this site not as ideal as it might seem. And we will get to that, but first I wanted to remind you about our hashtag. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, use the hashtag #PartsPerB. We can answer your questions, listen to your comments or complaints, or just chat. Remember that that hashtag is #PartsPerB. Once again, that's #PartsPerB. So we're talking with Sylvia Kerrigan about turning contaminated Superfund sites into Bitcoin mining operations. Sylvia was telling us that this site in upstate New York seems ideal for Bitcoin mining because it's in a cold climate and there's a big hydroelectric dam nearby. The hydroelectric dam helps because it provides low cost energy, but some Bitcoin mining companies have already tried to set up shop and one of the state's small town kind of got fed up that the companies were sucking up all their power and driving up their electricity bills. Um, that town is named Plattsburgh in New York and it's not allowing any new Bitcoin mining businesses because of the experience they had. So that's a problem. Uh, another problem that you mentioned is you know something that's that's really important, which is that you know this is a super fun site. You know, Bitcoin mining operations don't require a lot of people. It's just a bunch of computers sort of whirring away. But some people do need to go there uh, to you know do basic stuff like maintenance and cleaning the you know the building. Is it going to be safe for them to go there? 
Um, that really is up to the company that builds a Bitcoin mining operation. Just because it is kind of remote, that means they don't have to build a big parking lot for a bunch of workers um, to be able to commute to and from there. That's sort of one of the benefits. Um, but it is remote, and that's kind of what they like about it. It's, it's remote, which is good, but it's also remote, which is bad, because then it's harder to hire people to go there to do the things that you need them to do. It could be. Yeah, that's true. So overall, uh, you know, it sounds like there are some, you know, issues around this, uh, you know, to put it mildly, issues around this site to uh, turn it into a Bitcoin mining operation. But overall, you know, this is a really interesting idea of taking these uh, this contaminated land and just sort of turning it into a big server farm. You know, is this the future of, of Superfund? So I talked to uh, EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt's Superfund advisor, Kel Kelly, um, about this. And redeveloping Superfund sites, it's a huge part of EPA's Superfund efforts right now. But Kel wasn't aware of any other sites that are being marketed as potential Bitcoin mines. So um, really, Superfund sites and contaminated sites in general can become anything. Uh, as long as their future use takes any remaining contamination into account, they can become fields of solar panels or high-rise apartment buildings or Bitcoin mines. High-rise apartment buildings? They could be, absolutely. So, so you could have people living on a Superfund site? It wouldn't be a Superfund site anymore. <laughs> yeah. You might want to clean it up first before you have people live there. It's a good idea. But it does seem like there are things that are maybe more amenable to Superfund sites rather than, you know, other things. I imagine, you know, it's much easier to have, like, let's say, a server farm on a Superfund site than a daycare operation or a school or something like that. Is that something that people take into account when they're looking at what we should do with these sites? Absolutely. So there are different standards that companies in EPA will clean a Superfund site to when they're considering what the future use will be. Um, there are residential standards, there are industrial standards. If you clean it up to the industrial standard, you're probably going to build you know, another industrial park on top of it. If you clean it to a residential standard, then you do have the potential for apartment buildings. Is there a Bitcoin standard? <laughs> it would probably fall under industrial, but um, if New York State decides that they want to zone uh, Bitcoin mines as something special, then they might have uh, another standard to deal with. That was Bloomberg Environment's Sylvia Carradine talking about Superfund and Bitcoin. For more of her reporting on contaminated real estate, visit our website at news.bloombergenvironment.com. This episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself with help from Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle. Parts Per Billion's editor is Marissa Horn. The music tracks for Parts Per Billion are A Message and After by Jazar. They were used under a Creative Commons attribution share alike license. More information can be found at betterwithmusic.com. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, 
Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.